Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. Yeah, we are. That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. He's here in studio with us today. Welcome back to the studio, Lou. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And uh, it's, it's a very special day, and I'm going to get to the reason why that is just in a minute. But we also have this other guy over here across from me. You oh, know him. You love he's, him. He's at the green mic. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? For, for those listening on audio, if you know about the green mic, uh, we do have the Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland, sitting at that green mic. But it doesn't mean what you think it means. I, I wish it did. And, and one day it will. Uh, I, I've, I've already foretold this. Um, so many of us have. But <laughs> uh, until then, he's just facilitating the seat and hanging out. Right. It's yeah. a comfy seat. So, uh, I mean, you, you expect someone to sit here for 30 minutes talking Jesus. So uh, it's got to be pretty comfy. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for having me on. Of course, my spiel, uh, like, share, subscribe. We know you have. If you have already, make sure you hit the bell. Um, and make sure to what? Comment, 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 comment. Oh, yeah. So, and you can find us uh, on Facebook. You, you can see us there. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Rumble. No, it's too much. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> Not rumble, just that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, anywhere you download your audio podcasts. That's better. That's better. <laughs> I had to make it a little more silky smooth after that, right? <laughs> uh, now to the reason why it, it is a special, special week. We have a special guest. His name is Maisel Duncan, and he's the Patriot Pastor. Let's hit that stinger, Cam. Welcome, Maisel. Hey guys, how you doing? Fantastic. And, and our, our, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to see if we're we're showing. Uh, we're trying to work out the logistics here. So uh, every time that we're talking, we're 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 flop we're flip flopping because I, I haven't figured out how to digitally make it happen. So Cam is actually having to physically move the camera back and forth between. He's sweating. Yeah, Cam's sweating right now. <laughs> Two button system. Um. So, yeah, so Maisel's going to do the faith portion for us today, and, and he's going to uh, bring the message. Uh, I've also made a, um, a title screen for that. Uh, wouldn't mind bringing up that graphic real quick. And, uh, Maisel, would you go ahead and read that off for us? The seven things you can practice, and uh, the Bible says you won't stumble. Nice. All right. So my question. Yeah. My question is that are we doing this so that I can't actually interrupt him? <laughs> hey, if you raise your hand, Cameron's got to let you have a question. I'm just saying, I'm so bad about interrupting everything. I just thought maybe you're like, haha, we facilitated <laughs> we've, that word. We facilitated a way to make sure Alan's quiet. English is hard today, huh? It is. It is. It's all right. I'll take extra languages. <laughs> all right. Let's pass it back to Maisel so he can, uh, uh, if you wouldn't mind, Maisel, can you lead us in prayer over the yeah. message? Do it too, buddy. And, uh, yeah. and then kind of kick it off. Hey, Heavenly Father, we just want to talk to you and uh, ask you, Abba Father. Uh, help us right now. Folks are tired. It's a Friday night, but God, we're here to rock and roll, bring some truth, enlighten, encourage, and have some humor at the same time. And Lord, I pray for this country, and I ask you, God, to intercede in a mighty way. In your name, amen. 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 I like that. Hey, guys, um, I've been pastoring quite a while, and um, a, a passage that just jumps out to me that helps guys, because a lot of guys— um, out there have problems with uh, with things in life. And um, I'm reminded of Alan Iverson when he was asked um, about practice. Do you remember in the ESPN where it says practice? And he made light of practice as if, hey, he's a superstar. He didn't need to practice. 
And I think that's the problem with a lot of, uh, especially men in the church. They're thinking practice. I don't need to practice anything. We're told in Second Peter, though, chapter 1, 1 through 10, there are seven things. It says if you practice these things, you won't stumble. Now, if you think about that, that's pretty awesome. And it's called the divine nature of God. And I'm just going to buzz through some of this for you. But it talks about the true knowledge of God. And uh, for those that, uh, that want to, the, to expose themselves to the magnificent promises of God, these are the seven things. Now, check this out. Um, if you'll practice these things, he says you won't stumble. Now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply number one is moral excellence. That's the first one. Moral excellence. Number two is knowledge. Okay, after that, knowledge is self-control. And after self-control is perseverance. And after perseverance is godliness. And after godliness is brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness is love. These are seven things, and they sound an awful lot like the fruits of the Spirit. But it goes on to say, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, and having forgotten his purification from his former sins. But verse 10, this is the kicker. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. And that's the thing I challenge men all the time. I've got a men's group on Tuesday mornings. We meet at a restaurant here in town, and I'm taking them through an eight-week, uh, I have eight sessions I spend with men. And if they'll commit to go through these eight sessions with me, my, my thing is I say, guys, I'll take you through these eight sessions and help you become a better man of faith, but you got to promise me that you'll take another man through and take him through these eight sessions to the best of your ability. And it, it's, it's, it's something that's missing in the church is called discipleship. Because Jesus said in the Great Commission, he said, go therefore into all the world and grow big mega churches. No. no. <laughs> he said, go there to all the world and make the coolest songs and see if you can't have rock concerts on Sunday. No. He said, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, baptizing takes time or, or discipleship. And if you go look in the book of Acts, um, there was a time when Paul was, uh, was, was, was on one of his journeys and he came across some of the disciples of John the Baptist, and they were speaking evil of the way because they were not understanding what it meant because they thought John had been a failure. He had been in prison, lost his head. Jesus had died um, because they didn't have what we have today, media. So a lot of folks felt defeated. So Paul spent time with them in the school of Gamaliel, and he would rent it out during the, uh, the hot part of the day because in that culture, uh, many took naps. And so in the heat of the day, he rented out the school. And if you go check that out, just for time's sake, I'll just sum it up. It said in two years, he spent two years with those guys, and it said all of Asia heard of the, of the gospel. Wow. So this is the thing. I'll, I'll wrap up my little uh, moment is, guys, if we'll practice these seven things, and what I mean by practice, you got you got to get good. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Jeff Hornacek. 
when he was a, um, um, you know, he was a basketball NBA star. When he would shoot his free throws, he would do, he would wipe his forehead three times. And folks thought that was an unusual practice. Well, that was his way of waving to his kids at home. He had three kids to tell them daddy loves him. But he also did it to help him block out the crowd. He said when he practiced that ritual of waving to his kids three times, wiping his forehead, he had the highest free throw percentage of all those at that time in the NBA because he practiced it. And he put his family before his before the NBA career. Many men today are having problems practicing. And I'm going to say this. I'm a pastor, but I'll tell you what. Too many pastors are worried about the ABCs, attendance, baptisms, and cash. All they're worried about is how many's in the building, how many we baptize so we can get the numbers, and how much is in the offering plate. You know, ABC, attendance, baptisms, cash. We need to worry about the discipleship and teaching folks the word of God. But not in a in a way that's boring. Man, God's word is is it's awesome. Experience it. Enjoy it and digest it, but practice it. I was gonna say real real quick, uh that that that's a that's a you're you're talking you're talking to the uh the choir here. (laughs) <laughs> or preaching to the choir here. We, we've actually made that point several times on this show, and, and I'm, I'm glad that we're it's being reiterated by someone who's uh, just just only seen a few handful of episodes of our of our show, and and uh, of course that we're we're you know our, fa- our fandom goes back and forth between us, but um, it's just kind of cool. It's like validation because it's like okay, if you've read the Bible and you you've seen that truth, and we've read the Bible and we've seen that truth, then I mean that's that's kind of equate to something right um but and if i'm a heathen and listen to both of your truths i get it. yeah <laughs> yeah and, and, and i mean alan has even followed that when we, we we start we actually uh uh perfect example of of what exactly what you're talking about as a as a man named joel osteen and uh uh there there's a guy um that it was coming here off and on and, and uh to, to to watch the show and everything live uh in in studio and um, we started bad mouthing Joel Osteen and he was ready to leave. Uh, but it was, it was like, because he's focused on all the wrong things. He's not, like you said, he's not practicing the right things. The man holds the Bible. He never opens it. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, uh, you, you had like that, the really cool tree metaphor that we had on that was episode uh, two, I think it was. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. He was like, he, he, he plants some trees, but I, I don't remember what it was, but like it was, it was, a, it was spot on that day. Uh, if, if you guys get a chance, it's uh, on a YouTube short somewhere. Yeah, it's on a YouTube short. <laughs> you got anything to uh, add, real quick, Lou, before we pass it back to Maisel? No. All right, back to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm just, I just want to encourage believers out there because a lot of folks are losing faith in the church. Uh, Barner Research just released a study uh, two weeks ago saying that only four percent of Americans have a biblical worldview. Thirty-four percent have not darkened the door. Uh, since COVID and said they won't be back. And they're also saying that uh, the value of human life dropped 10% during the pandemic or pandemic, whichever you see it. And uh, the, but the sad thing is among <laughs> Christians, the value of human life dropped 12%. So among the church, they had, they've lost a, a more appreciation for the value of life because people got really put out, discouraged, and churches shut down. I didn't shut my church down, dudes. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not a vaxxer. Um, my body, my choice. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, they don't tell me what to do. 
And my church was not, not shut down, not one day, one second. Uh, the doors were open, the word was open, the altar was open. Uh, we had a food pantry ministry that exploded because in Chattanooga, all the food distribution shut down but ours. So we went from feeding 300 family units to uh, over 2,000. And now we're feeding over 4,000 people one time a month. We go downtown and we feed the homeless in the tent cities and the veterans sleeping on the street that defended this country. And the reason we do that is because our purpose statement at Appleton Baptist is taking Jesus as he is to people as they are. The church isn't meant to meet in big buildings and huddle. We're meant to be in the streets. Jesus said, go into the highways and compel them to come in. Yeah. Okay? To compel them means you don't just say, hey, you want to come to church. Compel means to be as convincing and persuasive and, and, and engaging. And you got to go spend time with the people. And when you go downtown and you meet with homeless people, or you go and, and do some of the things we do, and you go outside the walls into the streets, uh, there's a discouraged group out there, guys. And so many will tell me, everyone's a Christian in America, by the way. You know, you talk to people, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And I'm not trying to doubt that, but they're very dis dis dissatisfied with the church. And one thing I told our church my first Sunday six years ago, I said, if this church ceased to exist, would the community weep our absence? Would they even know we were dead and gone? Well, I think now they would. I think the charities would for sure. Uh, yeah, the charities would for sure. That I mean, uh, I think it's like seventy percent. I think that's. I think it's. It's right around that seventy percent, or it might maybe even more than that. Uh, Christian organizations uh, are, are, are charities. Are the are the charities of the world? Like, uh, like name me one other faith or just belief system in general. Not even not even have to be with um, a religion, but just a belief system in general that is that generous. That that is as willing to give up. You know money, time, resources, uh, you're just, you're just not going to find it anywhere else. Uh, I, I think, uh, there's a, there's a look from you, Alan. Oh, I was giving you a look. Cause I mean, Buddhists do all the time. I mean, you know, Chinese people give up money, time and resources <laughs> to their government all the time. <laughs> not willingly, <laughs> not willingly. And as a matter of fact, uh, and, and we, we pray for our, our brothers and sisters in, in China because, um, their persecution knows no bounds. I think, I think Louie and I has had this discussion before where it's like, um, man, I feel bad for them over there because they, uh, a lot of times if they get like one page of the Bible, that's what they memorize. That's what they hold on to. That's the piece of the word that they have. And, uh, they meet in basements and they, you know, they have to squirrel away or, or they're going to be, um, done away with gotten rid of. Uh, they're just, uh, they don't, they're not welcomed in that, uh, that communist, Marxist society um, that, uh, you know, Xi Jinping likes to run. Uh, <laughs> anything else to add to that, Lou? Uh, all right. Uh, back to Maisel. Well, I just want to do a shameless plug from our radio show, the Maisel mm -hmm. Duncan uh, radio show, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Uh, you can catch us on the Nuga Radio Network. We're broadcasting into Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, we've got stations in New Jersey and Alabama covering, uh, sharing the show now. And uh, we're on many social media sites. But uh, back real quick to the church, guys. You know, the church is the people, and it's not a building. <laughs> and a lot of folks are, are seeing that the uh, home churches are exploding uh, because there's dissatisfaction with organized religion. 
And I'm, for instance, I've been a Southern Baptist most of my life, but when they forced the missionaries to take vaccinations and said, if you don't take the shots, you're fired. I, I, I made some calls. I'm not a complainer, but I called up some leaders, said, guys, this isn't right. I don't support you. And uh, you're going to see, I, I won't be coming to your, your annual meetings. And uh, if, if you're going to fire people because they don't line up with uh, ouchie Fauci, then uh, I'm out of here myself. And um, because I think everyone got so enamored by Dr. Fauci. I mean, they, they put their left foot in, did the hokey pokey and turned themselves around anything the dude said. I mean, I got friends that in part of their service, they were reading uh, Fauci and all these health concerns when they did open or the few times they were open. And I had folks say, did, did you enforce mask wearing and all that? I said, we had them at the door, but no, I didn't enforce it. I'm not going to make anybody wear a mask. I'm not going to make anybody wash their hands. Just like I'm not going to make anybody <laughs> take a shot. You know, but if you want to, that's fine. But we're not going to make anybody do anything. It's your choice. Yeah, I mean, and the house of God should be a house of freedom, and it should not be. But what, think about this, dudes. They shut down the churches, the gyms, and hair salons, things that gave folks encouragement. But they kept open the liquor stores and the nudie clubs, right? And, they were essential. Yeah, and big, go watch, and, 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 go watch some woman do your lap dance. That was going to help you. <laughs> or go get your liquor. But, buddy, don't go to church. Don't get your hair cut. Don't go to the gym. <laughs> You'll become a fatty McFatty and just sit on your couch and watch Fauci and all their doom and gloom. Yeah, and people fell for it, man. And they 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 kept open the the big box stores. Uh, and well, and the thing with the with the church in particular, like, because um, I was an avid every Sunday church goer, um, but um, with a hand, with the exception of a handful of churches here local, because I, I I mean I like to kind of hop around and. I, I have a couple of churches that I go to more regular than, than others, but um, I, I like to kind of hop around and, and just kind of see where God leads me that Sunday. But um, a, at, with, with uh, the pandemic is so to speak, uh, when that, when that kind of came down, it was like, man, I, I, I need to be able to talk about God. And I need to be able to do it in a, in an open forum. And, and that's, um, it was one of the, one of the things that, you know, when, when uh, all of us started discussing what we were going to do with, well, like this show in particular ended up, Alan said it best, goes to church on Friday nights. Yeah, I yeah. go to church every Friday night. <laughs> right here. Right when we were in the studio. When we record, this is this is where it's at. And uh, um, mostly means I just fall asleep in the pew. <laughs> it, it says we're two or more gathered. You guys got three. You got, uh, you know, Alan, Louie, Josh. Not, not, not bad company there. And, um, <laughs> It, that, that's the problem. We get so enamored that we have to be in big numbers uh, all the time. It's really, you know, think Jesus had the 12 disciples, but inside the 12, he had the three. And inside the three, he had the one that was his closest. So, you know, even Jesus practiced, you know, personal friendships and small group and encounter and accountability. So you three guys get to hold each other accountable. I think that's probably a cool thing. Yeah, we we um we regularly uh, do hold each other accountable. I see that on a regular basis. Uh, um, I find myself leaning on both of these guys uh, quite a bit, and then I I I don't know if they feel like they they get to lean on me at all. I I can't speak for them, but I, I do I do know that I lean on them a lot. Um, I, I can definitely say that. What about you, what about you, Lou? 
I do. I lean on you. I barely lot. even know you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say that again for the microphone so I can hear you, Lou, if you don't mind. <laughs> I lean on you a lot. I like, uh, I depend on you on a lot of things. Yeah, and, and we're accountable to each other, right? Like, because mm-hmm. uh, you've called me on my uh, on my garbage a few times. You're like, dude, that's not right. <laughs> like, Josh, what are you doing, man? That's not cool. Um, so, I, I and I I always appreciate that, and 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 I they think that that like like you said, Mason, that's just what uh, good brothers do. I mean, uh, these these guys are these guys are family. Um, Sterling's taking care of his wife right now, but he and, and Cam uh, is over there on the producer's desk. But that they're they're the, in the same family, man. We we're all accountable to each other. You know, I, I had a mega pastor contact me um, and tell me, basically, because he made fun of me first because I would take I don't take shots. I, I was not a vaxxer before. Okay, I, I'm I'm never been a big fan of uh, the shots, but um, he apologized because Mason, I made fun of you. And I just knew you were going to get arrested or something. And I said, well, dude, most of the Bible was written in prison. But he, he told me later he regrets taking the three shots because he's been sick ever since. He regrets shutting his church down because they dropped in numbers. Uh, they used to run 12, uh, 13,000, and now they're, they're down to like eight. And he doesn't know that some of them will come back. And see, that's the thing. Um, I don't think pastors realize they were so worried about upsetting Fauci and the government, they weren't worried about upsetting God. See, that's where we go back to practice. If you practice these things, moral excellence, just take that one right there, guys. Think about moral excellence. This country is acting, I mean, we're going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Look what Target just alone, the satanic um, symbols and the shirts, Oh yeah, that's coming. And, um, and, <laughs> and, the and, and all that's all the, the 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 gay agenda, and people are just they're just they're just bowing to it, and and now you're seeing folks finally push back. You got uh, Anheuser Busch is down twenty seven billion dollars. You got Target down twelve billion. Uh, you got all these others in decline. Walmart's in decline. Um, Chick fil A is taking it's starting to hit a nosedive. Um, Sports Illustrated, you just start going down the list of all these folks, Coles. They didn't expect unity among the common sense people, the salt of the earth. And guys, this is what I tell folks all the time on my show. They may steal the election from us, but the one thing they can't steal is your vote to, you know, with our feet and with our pocketbook. We can walk in and out of places, for instance, Starbucks. I won't pee in a Starbucks, not much less go in there. I won't even drive through the parking lot of Target. I, I refuse to share oxygen with them. They only have squatty potties at Starbucks. <laughs> and and that's, I tell folks all the time, don't even go in the parking lots. Man, avoid those guys. Let them really sense, because there's nothing more embarrassing to a big box store than an empty freaking parking lot and an empty store. Yeah, um, and that's what's happening at Target, guys. Real quick, what what was that, uh, Alan? What did they got? Oh, there? I Sorry. said, yeah, no reason to pee at the Starbucks. They only have squatty potties anyway. But you know, beyond that, I was just I was gonna say, are you sure you want to have that men's group meet every week during Pride Month? <laughs> just say, <it. laughs> not for sure if they'll be. What, hey, bro, what, what is a man? I, you know, you know, I, I played on my show. You know, you know what Pride Month is in our in our state. Uh, June first is when Tennessee was uh, welcomed into the uh, union. 
So uh, our Pride Month here is uh, Rocky Top, and I played uh, Rocky Top uh, off and on my show, my three-hour show today. And I, I said, uh, that's what Pride Month is for us here in Tennessee. Uh, we, we love our balls. But um, the volunteers, but yeah. <laughs> pride comes before the fall, my friend. It sure does. And, uh, you know, we're, talk, we're talking about this. Uh, pride. We're going to be talking about that in the, in the political portion for sure. We'll be touching down on that. Uh, but, but definitely the, the, the people voting with their dollar, we're seeing that. But um, where that rate relates back to, to faith uh, is certainly people are, are saying, hey, man, you, you, have, you have your lifestyle. You said you were going to keep it in your bedroom, and that's, that's your thing. In America, you're free to do that in, in, your, in, your, in your free time. I just don't want it in my living room. I don't want it on billboards all up all over the the town. I don't want to have to explain it to my kid. Yeah, and and it's not so much love. I don't care about that. I don't want to explain your fetish. Yeah, your your, your choice of friction, right? Right. Yeah, I don't want to explain that to my child. <laughs> well, you know, under Bill Clinton, uh, switching back, you guys, may have, you, you guys may have known this, but under Bill Clinton, the um, um, when the Monica Lewinsky thing happened, the most searched topic on Google for three months was oral sex because so many kids were clueless. What is oral sex? Because we still had a little bit of, of, you know, governorship on on what was being taught in the schools and what was being out there. But because uh, the media made such a point to be descriptive of the sex he was having with uh, Monica Lewinsky and the stained dress and the cigars and, you know, People start using their imagination, if you will, and oral sex. Well, then that just helped blow into the the uh, the gay the gay movement because yeah. that's 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 their big thing. And, um, and I, I do have course, to I do have to correct you on just one thing there, real quick, real quick, Maisel. Uh, now, now, now we know that uh, 2020 was the fairest and safest election we've ever had, right? I mean, 81 million votes, most popular president in, in U.S. history, right? I wouldn't contend it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what they say. It was the fairest and safest, and we're not allowed to contend with it because someone oh. said so in power, I Have think. Have you been talking I, to Sean Hannity? <laughs> yeah. Sean, the traitor Hannity, saying that now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are saying it. Have you seen the new song that came out? I played on my show, um, uh, 80 Million Votes My AWS by uh, <laughs> Go. Uh, it, it's uh, it's using Carrie Lake and her quotes. Oh, nice. It's a hilarious song. Yeah. You got to play it. Uh, it go, go to YouTube and type in 80, uh, song 81 Votes My, and, and yeah. you'll see it. Heine. <laughs> yeah, your honey, and uh, and I, I tried to bleep out. <laughs> Alan's rubbing his forehead. He doesn't like when I edit things. <laughs> I, I missed a few on my show today, so if anyone goes and listens, I'll say that preacher played a cuss word. Yeah. Well, you know, like they've never heard it. But anyway, yeah. that but the, the song descript, describes all the illegal activity during the election, and you got two thousand mules, the documentary that if you go watch that. Uh, they they could have gone even deeper, but they did stuff that could not be, you know. Um, but if you go watch that, guys, the beginning, all those guys, Larry Elder, conservative guys, Prager U founder, they all were still acting like, well, maybe the election wasn't stolen. But then they interview them after showing the presentation. 
Because this is what happens, man, and I don't mind saying this. You got a bunch of wussies out here in the name of the church. They're so afraid of calling a spade a spade or doing what they know they know that's right or saying the right thing. Everyone wants to be socially acceptable. We're yeah. worried about being liked too much. I want to have all my likes. Who freaking cares if it's, if you're going to lie to get the likes? Real quick, real quick, Mason. Oh, this is a really good time to look at you guys out there in the world and say, hey, please like, share, subscribe, <laughs> uh, like us, like us, like us, like us. Yeah, because uh, sharing, <laughs> no, they, sharing they, is caring. Your success, guys, isn't measured on how many view your show. We know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's don't, just a... Don't uh, let them brainwash you into thinking, shameless if you don't plug. have so many views or likes, you're not success. You're a success, guys. You're doing a great job. Oh, Thank you. Thanks. I like your show on demons, by the way. That was a good one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cameron just, uh, did the uh, fist pump in the air. Cause, um, I'll tell you, um, Sterling, I know that that's, that's something that he's wanted to do a deep dive into for a very long time. Um, and, 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 and angels and demons, because it's, it's, well, like we said on the show, it's, it's just so, uh, not something that uh, not, not commonly brought up in the church. You just don't see too many churches actually talking about that particular subject. I don't know. And we don't know why it's shied away from. Why do they shy away from something that is definitely there? I mean, something that's going to potentially influence you uh, uh, on the, on the, the demon side, uh, something that's going to uh, uh, entities that are uh, potentially deliver your messages, um, you know, on the angel side uh, or even protect you um, that, these things are not talked about, and I'm not for sure why. Maybe it's just because people get confused, like they're new in the faith, and they're like, well, is 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 an angel, is that God, and that kind of thing. I understand why they might want to shy away from that if, if, if that's their way of thinking, but it's just like not even on a Wednesday night where you got your regulars. Well, the, the church guys got away. As I told you, they worried about attendance, baptisms, and cash. Mm -hmm. The ABCs, they didn't worry about de-discipleship. We did not, there, there's a, three things that the church stayed away from for years. They didn't want to talk about the Holy Spirit because they're afraid of people speaking in tongues or getting too excited. They didn't talk about sex. So we let the other side do all the talking about sex. But when they talk about things we don't agree with, we get mad. But we let them do all the talking. Mm -hmm. And the third thing the church doesn't teach is how to get off birth control. Too many Christians are on birth control. They don't know how to reproduce and share their faith. Those are the three weaknesses, I think, of um, the last uh, decade or two of the established church. And 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 we're, that third one, of those things. that Go third ahead. one, uh, that third one being the most uh, most important, the the That's next generation, the next generation, because um, uh, I know that Alan can can contest to this. It's like say you know, hey, he's raising his daughter the best he knows how with the moral values that most most likely he learned most of them from at least some kind of biblical knowledge, right? Because it's generally where we get our idea of morality from. I mean, regardless of uh, whether or not someone happens to be all in on the faith, they do get the, the morality of it. Is that, that's our basis for, for morality. Um, and, and that next generation being able to pass those values down, uh, that's the most important part of it is being able to pass those values down and where we're getting caught up in 
nowadays where they, they doesn't, people don't want to pass that down. They don't even want to have kids. They say, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. Now, they might be in a situation where, like my wife and I, we just haven't yet. We just haven't had kids yet. And uh, we want them. Uh, and maybe, maybe adoption will happen one day for us. Maybe we'll conceive. Who knows? It's in God's hands. But, you know, um, that next generation is very important. So that's why I'm always talking to my nieces and nephews, like, you know, making sure that I'm trying to figure out the best way I can pass down those values to pass down the, 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 good, the good book in any way, shape, or form, even if sometimes it's just the, the morality of it. A lot of times it's about people don't want to have kids is because things are going up, kids are being expensive, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't can't afford it, and not enough people are making enough money to support those kids, and that's why a lot of them don't want to have kids, and there's a lot of them that do want to have kids and can't. I mean, the most important thing to me, guys, is that good good people with good morals have kids because the other side's going to neuter theirs. All right, so let's yeah. go ahead and make sure they uh, they taper their side off while we make sure we put out good, solid human beings into the world. Yeah. But you got to also make sure that you'll be able to support that kid so he don't suffer like a lot of these poor kids do out there and start robbing and stealing, you know? And maybe so. I could say, but, you know, we grew up pretty poor and maybe we'd gotten some trouble that we shouldn't have, but... <laughs> we figured uh, it out, but we, but we, I think, yeah. Ultimately, we had uh, we had pretty good uh, moral guidances in our life uh, to help us along the way. And if you had that, but not everybody yeah. has that. Not everybody has that. That's true, so, true. and that's why, um, just like he said, uh, Mason's very first point, I think, was like uh, very important, was that uh, that that moral. Um, remind well, me of the word, Mason. Remind me of that word. Moral excellence. Moral excellence. Exactly. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and if you can, if you can get that instilled in, in the next generation, um, you're going to, you're going to raise a lot of very good productive members of society, but also, uh, people that know how to love and care for each other and not, um, destroy, 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 just because someone has a different point of view. The way I see it, if you could be moral or yeah. a saint or whatever, but if you can't afford to raise that kid with the way prices are, rent, doctors, bills, and everything, it, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And you're going to make that kid suffer. It's best that you have the funds, you plan it, and bring that kid up right, you know, and don't let him suffer by trying to yeah. fight for what he needs to get. I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. I'm picking up what you're putting down. It it is nice to know that you have that peace of mind. And you're taking care of the the next generation in the best way possible, and and financially so is is one of the um, the, the the big things that uh, uh, the next generation is just not getting supported with, especially in in uh, the, the broadest part of America right now. I think most most of America, I think, is in poverty. Am I getting the percentages correct on that? I mean, probably right now, but we can't use the word broad in any kind of way. Oh, that's right. It's well, not okay anymore. Are you, are you sure? Because they don't even know what a woman we is. We don't know. So. Like, mm, Josh, why'd you do that to me? I was just going to say that. <laughs> anyway, we haven't, we haven't talked to Maisel. Yeah. He's way more important than us on the show because nobody wants to hear us anymore. He's our special guest. <laughs> We're just special. Let me tell you guys the saddest, book, uh, saddest verse in the Bible. Hmm. 
It's in the Old Testament, Judges 2.10. It says, after the whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And what had happened was when Joshua and them came, went to the promised land, they, they didn't finish. They didn't clear out the land like God had told them to. Yeah. And then they left idol worship and sexual perversion got in. And before you know it, a, a, even though they birthed a new nation in the promised land, just like America, we're seeing that happen in our country. We drop our guard and we think, hey, we don't need to practice. We don't need to. Be faithful. Who, we don't need to go to church every Sunday. You know, we don't need to read our Bibles anymore. That that was then. This is now. And before you know it, you slowly erode the principles and the things that protect it because the Bible calls us salt and light. In Matthew 5, Jesus, because salt's a preservative. And as Christians, we're meant to preserve the culture. And light is to expose bad things in the dark. But what's happened? The church is that with the Johnson Amendment and all the intimidation, we can't discuss politics anymore. We can't engage. Oh, we have to accept lifestyles. Even though the Bible calls them sin, we better accept them. And let's let's not cross any lines. Let's not make anybody mad. We can piss God off all he want, we want because we don't have to see him right now. But let's not make anybody upset. And what we're raising up is a generation of biblical illiteracy. And it's impacting the culture because there's no moral values. There's no absolute truth. You can't get folks to agree on what's right and wrong anymore because the plumb line is gone. Yep. And that, and that's why, um, that's why we're, we're fighting this culture war. Uh, that's why we started revolver broadcasting. Cause we, we, we decided we're all, we're all all in on this. You know, we don't just have this show. We have five other shows, you know, Laughing Libertarian, Rodriguez Rants, Work Out With Jesus Dudes, It Makes Sense Podcast with, uh, you know, Danny Tippett, why, why Christian living makes the most sense in, in the world today. You know, um, we, we even uh, do uh, another show called A Few Shots where we, it's, a, it's a, quite a few of us in rotation here, uh, where we, we, uh, we poke at the politicians because they, they have it coming. And if they're not, because they don't care about us. <laughs> um, but where we're trying to, to turn that back with, with alternative media. I think alternative media is going to be, it is the wave of the future. I think that's why this show uh, and, and and all the other shows that we have on Revolver Broadcasting and the, the many shows that we're going to add to it are ultimately going to be hyper successful. This is going to be a media juggernaut one of these days. Uh, I'm predicting it right now. <laughs> and um, we're, one of these days we're going to actually look back on this episode and go, oh yeah, that, I, I, Josh called it right there on uh, on that special episode with, with Maisel. And... Um, are we st- we still on there, Cam? What's that? Oh, we got a notification there on on, on Maisel's phone. Oh, what's uh, what's happening there? I, I China, I, China has got nineteen point nine trillion dollars in in assets. America's at twenty five point three, and uh, the next closest nation's Japan with four point nine. So United States, 25.3, China's at 19.9, Japan's at 4.91. And you're saying, hey, that's, 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 that's explosive. And then you've got India at 3.37 and Germany at 4.31. But what they're not telling you is BlackRock Investments is at 10 trillion. Yeah. And then JP Morgan and Vanguard are at both 5 trillion. 
So between those three things, those three institutions that control the Federal Reserve, as you guys know, the Federal Reserve is a private bank. It's not federally uh, controlled. That money controls things. Okay. And with the money controls, of course, the food, it controls, uh, you know, energy, it controls all these things. And I think what you're going to see happening uh, in these next several uh, months, if not years, as we start drifting towards a cashless society, Revelations 13 is going to come boom, big time. Because Revelations 13 says, you know, you won't be able to do commerce without the mark of the beast. Yeah. And they've got the technology now. So my point is our time is short. I, I see things happening, guys, right now. Um, there's two things. When they happen, I'm going to be like saying, hey, it's, it's rock and roll time. Because when they start building the temple, that's, that's huge. And right now, you may have already heard in Dubai, they've got a thing called Chrislam. Have you yeah. guys heard of that? The three but, temples? Yes. Okay, they got, you know, the, the but, Muslim. But, but you can tell our mosque. audience for sure, yeah. They got the Muslim mosque, they got a Catholic church, and they got a Jewish synagogue. But the Catholic church is not allowed to have any cross, and you're not allowed to convert anyone to Christianity. But you can be converted to Muslim. But they're calling it Chrislam because of the seed of Abraham. Now, this is this might upset Trump folks out there, but you need to understand something. Donald Trump, because of his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, uh, talked Donald Trump into embracing the Abraham Accord. But what the Abraham Accord was, was trying to put Islam and Christians and, and, and the, the Jews, the children of, of Israel, into one, saying we're all just one under the same God. But if you're a Christian... You know what John 14 says. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But a lot of folks get offended with that. They're saying, Mesel, how do you know? They call him Allah. You call him Jesus. That's not the same thing, fellas. But that's where, because of lack of discipleship, you know, worrying about the ABCs, attendance, baptisms, and cash, and not de-discipleship, you have a lot of folks in the name of Christ that are easily swayed because of money and right now because of the, the little chart i showed you uh you guys probably know that the BRICS movement uh that started in 2000 and uh, i think three uh between britain excuse me uh, brazil russia india and uh and china b-r-i-c and then they added south africa well then they've added saudi arabia okay and then they've now got egypt and it looks like um, Germany is considering uh, Iran and uh, other countries are wanting to join BRICS. BRICS is a direct uh, challenge to the G7. And what's going to happen when BRICS continues like it's going and develops its own currency, the, the U.S. dollar that's already going down is going to crash. Yeah, and, and, and to that point, I mean, uh, well, and Alan's more of our economics guy, but um, we talked about, uh, we've talked about crypto a few times on, on here uh, as well. Uh, does things seem to be going that direction as well? But uh, because it is on the, on the blockchain, um, so the government cannot dip their hands into it. But uh, the, the, the bust of the, the U.S. dollar is coming. I, 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 we, we do see that. But before it gets to that point, before we get into that one world government, before we get into the, the, the World Economic Forum ta- doing their takeover and, and fulfilling their 2030 agenda, if you don't believe any of the stuff that I'm saying, the guys that are out there, guys and gals that are out there watching, um, 
just just look up 2030 agenda and, and just go down that rabbit hole for a little while. Don't don't spend more than 15 minutes on it though cuz your brain will explode. Um <laughs> but before we get to all that, I believe um that this country has got one more Jesus revolution in it. I I I I feel it in the in, in my bone marrow, man. Um that what was happening um in that church, I believe it was in Kentucky. Um the, the Asbury Revival it was a, co- a college campus. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and so, um, I think that that was just the start of something that's, that's turning in this country where even, even if it's just for an age, even if it's just for a time, um, even if it ends before my, my life does, uh, I, I see another Jesus revolution that's going to happen in this country, maybe even globally. Uh, I I think that's really, I think it's really going to happen. Um, I'm no prophet obviously. Um, but I do, I do see that coming. I, I think that I think that that's for sure what we're going to have. We're going to have at least one more big push, and a lot of new Christians are going to come, uh, uh, come to, uh, they're, they're going to, and they're going to know the Lord, and they're going to teach that to their children, and those uh, those will be the ones that see those those last days potentially. Well, you know, it tells us in Revelation thirteen, as I said, um, you know that that the Antichrist will come, and he'll be he'll be look like a, a a guy of peace yeah you know and that's what he's going to usher in the seven years of tribulation but he'll he's going to be loved the world's going to just say hey this is the guy he's the dude and and when they bring him before the people and all the the governments are going to capitulate to him i believe that's where going cashless and taking the economy the way it's going because right now it's 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 going to go it's it's going to get bad and people think, hey, I want Jesus to come back. And they don't understand, biblically, before Jesus comes back, okay, things have got to get pretty much hell on earth. It's going to get really bad. And it says when the tribulation hits, um, it'll be, but then after the first three and a half years, the last three and a half, it said if God had not shortened the days, people would not have survived it. And that people would cry out for the rocks to fall on them. So we think we've had a bad time thus far. We have no clue because Christians will not be allowed to do commerce. If you and it says if you take the mark of the beast, you won't you won't inherit eternal life. Now I've heard folks try to do gymnastics, saying, "Oh, you're saying that God would 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 um, not allow me to provide for my family." He's telling you, "Don't take the mark of the beast." Now it could be the chips that. Um, uh, different one, the, the ones that are going to go into head. Uh, you may have heard Davos, um, uh, they, they've talked about Klaus Schwab, that you won't need computers in the future uh, like we're used to. You won't need a monitor or, or keyboards. Everything will be inside the head. And, um, and there's chips I'm going to put in the back of your brain, and it will help control your thinking. I personally wonder if that's not the mark of the beast because you're, you'll surrender your soul. You won't think for yourself. And that, I don't know if that makes sense. That could that could be potentially potentially in technology, and I and I think that's probably the most likely. Um, uh, if if there's any candidate for it, I think the tech technology is the most most likely of those avenues. Um, but I, I I I just don't want to believe that we're there yet. I think that there. I, I just I really in my heart of hearts, I know that. I know that there's a lot of evil out there. I mean, Klaus Schwab, I agree with you that that man is is like he's every villain you've ever oh, 
read, read about embodied into one old man. <laughs> one old man that just wants to see this country burn, period. Exactly. Well, in the world, really. I guess so. He wants us to all eat bugs. Um, if you don't believe me, you can go look this up. It's not, it's not even conspiracy theory anymore, they're folks. Not, he said it right on the video. No, yeah, they, the, the devil doesn't hide. He, he says it right out in plain sight, man. And uh, uh, where are we doing on time, Cam? How are we? Uh, are we into? Uh, ten and a half minutes. Got ten, about about ten and a half minutes left in the, in our first hour. Yeah, I do okay. have a I do have a quick question. I don't know if you've seen this or how you feel about it, but um, how do you feel about Episcopalians being okay with having gay ministers? You're asking me. Yes, sir. Well, God didn't make Adam and Steve; He made Adam and Eve, and um, uh, it's just you know. Homosexuality is an abomination to God. Romans one says, "I gave them; it gives them over to a depraved mind." <clears throat> that's not to be unkind. That's just that's just flat out biblical. So not only do um, I disagree with with gay priests, I disagree with the homosexual lifestyle. Period. Yeah, and and it doesn't mean that you you can't still love those individuals. Yeah, it's not and care hate. for them. Yeah, it's not it, hate. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's where it gets misconstrued a lot of times in in modern society, because. Um, um, we actually, my, my wife has a, a TikTok on her, on her phone, uh, as I don't, I don't have it. And we've actually been searching for some, some TikToks for Alan to react to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Usually <laughs> on, I'm the on one searching yeah, ah. on his show and he's been dying to, to do some reactions. And so, uh, in that search, we've seen a lot of this and, um, and the, this, this misconception. Hey, oh, go ahead. And hey, look at the Methodists. They just went through a big split over this. And so the World Methodist, which is ironic, is more conservative. So the World Methodist denomination is where the conservatives are, and the actual Methodist um, are the ones that have embraced homosexual pastoring and homosexual lifestyle. But if you go back to the Wesley brothers who founded the Wesleyan and the Methodist movement, uh, they were called the Haystack Meetings. That's back when they preached on horseback, and they took the gospel west. And the Methodists were a blue-collar denomination. And it's actually the Methodists that took the gospel pretty much shore to shore uh, and took it towards California. But as soon as they became white-collar and affluent, they started leaning more liberal. And then the Baptists came along and became the blue-collar denomination. And then as they started becoming more affluent. See, the problem is a lot of folks get worried about money and the church got so much into the ABCs, attendance, baptisms, and cash. And they started making all their decisions based on building buildings and, and, and trying to draw crowds and maintaining the circus. Because, see, what if, if you're a good ringmaster in a circus, whatever you do to get the crowds, you got to keep doing to keep them coming. So that horse and pony show better be good. And that's what you that – when you said the ABCs um, – you know, attendance, baptism, and cash. That's what made me think about the Episcopalians saying, all right, let's bring in some, uh, some gay talent. Let's bring in some lesbians um, who are going to be ministers and such. And that's, that's exactly what I was thinking, right? So we got to crank up attendance. How do we crank up attendance? Let's try to get people, let's hope the people we have are going to be tolerant and they're going to stay because they believe in the faith. But let's go ahead and try to grab the one and a half percent or the two percent. You know, baptisms, obviously you get them in here. We try to keep them here. And then cash, of course, let's hope some of that, uh, that rainbow, those rainbow dollars cash and uh, keep getting passed yeah. around. Yeah. And, and okay, okay. Oh, I was going to say, some of that government money. I don't know if you know, the uh, government offered churches money to help make your payrolls. 
But if you took that money, there's always a string attached. We, of course, we didn't need to. We didn't shut down. And, um, and of course, our offerings went up throughout the thing because folks started giving to us. Um, I had, because uh, my radio show, uh, I've gotten responses from all 50 states, over 14 countries. Um, I, I, we get donations from all over. Uh, I've got one couple in uh, Florida alone that's given over $20,000 to our church because they believe in what we do. Um, yeah. I was writing letters, uh, religious exemption letters for folks in Canada that didn't want to take the shot um, because their, past, their churches had shut down. My point is this, when the pandemic was over, so many churches had declined. I think that's when, to go back to his Episcopalian, I think they started making desperate moves to try to keep the doors open. So they thought, hey, we better just lower our standards and let other things happen that maybe we wouldn't have so we could keep the doors open and maybe corral some people to coming. But again, it goes back to the horse and pony show. Whatever you do to get them, you got to do to keep them. And if it's not based on the word of God and being people of faith and honor, then uh, after the show gets old or repetitive, they're gone. Yeah, it's like um, absolute power absolutely corrupts. It does. Uh, absolute power absolutely corrupts. And um, what I was going to say with that, with the TikTok stuff, um, uh, when it when it comes to that, man, like that that all it was like an echo chamber there. Uh, that's what you find on on the, that platform. Uh, they all equate. No, I say they all. A majority equates disagreement with hatred or even violence. They, they, uh, not all, but a majority equates it, it, your, the idea that I disagree with what you do in your life as I don't like you. I can still like you. I can still, we may even be able to hang out and watch a movie together. It's cool, dude. Uh, but I can still disagree with you. Like I, well, my wife likes to put mayonnaise on cheeseburgers. I'm not going to kick her out tomorrow. <laughs> I see that as a sin. I think it's wrong. <laughs> and and that, that, no, your wife's got the holy juice there, brother. You put a little mayonnaise on there, a little ketchup and some mustard. Oh, <laughs> just the right portions and a Forget pickle. about it. <laughs> well, the show was going to be an hour and a half long. No, I was uh, I was just going to say, sorry, the big grin on my face the whole time was I was sitting there thinking like, wonder what it's like the day the, the minister walks up front in front of everybody, you know, on Sunday. He, he gets ready to do his sermon. He looks around and he's like, today we're going to talk about the travesty of Sodom and Gobo. And someone nudges him like, <coughs> he's looking in the crowd. There's like little rainbow flags and rainbow patches. Everywhere. Like, <coughs> not today. Not today. <laughs> yeah. He's got to have a backup sermon. He's like, do you know what month it is? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm saying, I feel bad for that guy. It's the only way you're going to keep him. He's like, Sodom and God. Uh, no, we're going to talk about something else. That part of the Bible doesn't exist. Sodom and some guy. <laughs> oh my goodness that's the way it goes like that's exactly how it went oh man <laughs> um i think we're, we're we're right about there on the cusp of uh getting into the politics portion yeah we're close enough mason how you feel about that you want to get into some politics yeah let's get politics but if you'll excuse me i just gotta yes, get my extension cord my phone's getting close to dying so keep talking i'm listening all right go ahead yeah pop us back over here and, and we'll we'll get this article going uh so hopefully you can still hear us really, really well um, the first article tonight comes from the Post Millennial. Now, this goes back to the the, the point that uh, Mesa was making earlier. Uh, this was breaking 
just, well, for us, it was yesterday, but for you, it'll be June 1st, uh, 2023. Target stock downgraded by JP Morgan after sales tank over pride merchandise for kids. Uh, was that a surprise to anybody? Nope. Was it? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, on Thursday, JP Morgan downgraded Target's stock from uh, over overweight to neutral. Interesting choice of verbiage. Right. Uh, as the shopping uh, giant experienced its longest losing streak in its uh, in, in on its, its stock in 23 years. I'll get the words out soon enough. English. Um, yeah, it's hard today. Uh, according to Market Watch, Target's stock ended uh, Wednesday's session down 2.2%. The, this marks the ninth straight day of decline, and it is the company's longest losing streak on its uh, uh, stock since a, an 11-year stretch uh, in February of 2000. It's a long time ago. I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> Wednesday's stock closing price, I don't know why I had to go with that. Anyway, Wednesday's stock closing price uh, also marked the lowest since August 11th, 2020. Uh, it was during a, a little time uh, where some bricks were being thrown and some fires were being started. We don't talk about towns. that time. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, in pre-market trading on Thursday, Target shares fell an additional 1.7%. The stock has fallen 12.2% so far in 2023. Uh, Charlie Kirk um, tweeted out, he said, uh, J.P. Morgan uh, just downgraded Target's uh, stock after its longest losing streak in 23 years, citing too many concerns rising. Happy Pride Month, Target. So yes, Lou. all this is going because of uh, all those clothes they're selling for the gays and all that, oh, right? And the kids. kids and, I mean, yeah. and the kids. Basically, conservatives said, we're going to do to you what you're doing to little boys' junk. We're going to tuck you away. I know there was a lot of people that complained about it. Yeah. And um, they took the clothes and put it to the back. Yeah. yeah, somewhere so not too many straight people will see it, you know, only gay people. But is this going to happen to Myers too? That also selling. That's such I a mean, bad idea. And then then all of those people are going to have to filter through the entire store. Just put it up front. <laughs> Comes to the door, they only move in ten feet. They walk back out. <laughs> make well, it guys, a make it a parking cell. Hey, oh, go ahead, Basil. Hey, was it just um? the sexual things it was the satanic symbols yeah um that female that decided she wanted to be a male and um uh you know taking the male hormone <laughs> shots and all that mm. stuff and had the horns her name eric i love the sound effects by the way she designed uh uh well i had to do that during back when they would ban you for saying ivermectin or anything i'd have to do the <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm known for my whistles but this lady um that thinks she's a dude created all these satanic symbol shirts and all these moms were going in and dads doing TikToks and uh, Instagrams, pulling up uh, target merchandise and going nuts about it. And that, that's what I think pushed that movement. And that's how I, they, they now Anheuser-Busch is down as of today, 27 billion target as of today is down 13 billion. And Elon Musk put out a statement this morning saying that he believes that in the near future, that shareholders will be able to sue Target's um, executives for malfeasance because they were so reckless knowing what was happening with Anheuser-Busch yep. pushing these things. But if you look, guys, at the satanic 
the the horns and the satanic worship. And when you go through uh, Target, they've got these circles with stars. Those are actually the satanic pendulum because they've got other merchandise that shows that. So Target is going way out there, Luciferian. Yeah, they, and, they even have those enamel pins I seen on um, um, it was on the like the little Facebook ads for Target, and it was an enamel pin like one of those like you put on your lapel. Yeah, and it said Satan loves you or Satan doesn't um, discriminate or something like that. It was you know, and I was like, excuse me, uh, he doesn't that, like. That used to be a warning. Well. That used to be a warning, right? <laughs> yeah. Satan doesn't discriminate. Make sure you're not one of those people, right? Like that was kind of <laughs> kind of one of those things. Like Satan and Carrie wants all of you. He needs all of you. Yeah, he wants you to give yourself over to, to him as opposed to God. That's for sure. And uh, guys, that, that that's one of the statues inside of Target. Mm. Wow, I hadn't seen that yet. No, I haven't. That's on my nightstand. Make sure you guys Just comment kidding. on what you guys think about this too, because this this here's, is a um, I think this is a the, national here's thing. Here's the satanic circles the kids are standing in. That's the wow. little circles with the with the pendulum. I never wow. seen that that's, one. I didn't see that either. That looks like um Here, Oh, well, they're the on the shirts. Set with the Luciferian the pajama outfit. I did see those. Didn't they used to call that Halloween? I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, they just got a lot of crazy stuff out there. Wow. And uh and here's one of the uh one of the stores, I mean one of the shirts. Uh, I did see that. I one. never seen that. Wow, uh, those straight up like just, just selling the beast. They're like right there. Just put it right on. Printed vinyl. How'd you like to buy that for your little girl? Say, hey, Merry Christmas. Mm -mm. I don't think so. I, I mean, now people say, isn't this Halloween? No, this is this is sold year round. That black outfit, and notice the little horns there. Right. It's and and not just the um, the satanic stuff there, Mesa, but like the fact that it's kids that they're right. marketing it to. That's my biggest problem. Like, if an adult chooses to be evil. They're, they're doing it to themselves. And, uh, you know, hopefully they will watch a show like this and, and, and they, they'll, they'll turn themselves over to the Lord. But if they don't, they're, they're, they're grown and they can make their own choices if they want to go on to the fiery pit or not. But if they're a child, this should never be impressed on a child. This should ne they should, there should not be anything such as, uh, what was it, tuck-friendly construction that they said on their... Is that about right? Alan? No, it, it was. It was. Sorry. And uh, I shared a video with you. It was the first time that I said that. I, I, I was like, first I don't know. You heard it? No. Really? First, well, first time I heard it was on episode 12 of your show, uh, but um, <laughs> which was interesting. Uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, episode 12 of The Laughing Libertarian, you need to go back and see that. It's a lot of fun because uh, I was a guest on there. Um, but we just could watch this whole catalog. It's all fun. Um, <laughs> no kids in the room, though. No kids. Um, but to, to further my point, like the, the idea that, that little kids are, are being marketed this, this idea of you need to, you need this uh, well, tuck friendly. You, you need tuck friendly. You need binding suits, you know, so you don't show off any of your development. You need Satan on your chest. You know, you need these, these different things. Like that's, that's insane. It's crazy. It is, it is insane. And when people use kids to advertise their products or anything like that, they gotta be evil. Yeah. They're evil doing using kids for stuff like this. This is not right. Kids shouldn't be learning these. Yeah, and, and uh, uh it was Louis the first right time that uh, he's yeah. <laughs> Louis right on target. Oh wow. 
Did you did you get that pun in right? He mm-hmm. snuck it right in there. It. Yeah. Um, but the 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 idea that uh, Alex Stein was funny for the first time in his life. Uh, that video, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I know Al, Al and I both agree. We we don't particularly care for Alex Stein too much. I don't know how you feel about him, Maisel, but uh, uh, that video I think made a lot of people's minds up when they saw him go in as a grown man and and show how employees absolutely did not respond the way they should have with a grown man putting on a child's uh, swimsuit that was you know, had that tuck friendly, uh, construction and then, and then just perusing or or parading around in the store in that manner. Oh, he, his, uh, yeah, his little videos, um, I think have opened up people's eyes and, uh, this was looking for Elon Musk takes a stand on target boycott. He, uh, he goes on to say that conservatives blame companies for bowing to, uh, the dictates of progressivism, progressives, by embracing the values of gender equality, uh, the fight against racism and anti-Semitism, and, and the battle for inclusion and diversity. Uh, these matters are often summed up in the uh, acronym ESG, Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance Policy. <coughs> and uh, Elon Musk is calling them out for this. And, of course, they have the DEI. You know, you've heard of that, diversity, uh, yeah. inclusion, blah, blah, blah. Well, Chick-fil-A... You, I guess you got, they capitulated. Yep. Chick-fil-A. And uh, they saw that this week. Yeah. But it goes back to BlackRock. When you go back and do the research, BlackRock now owning $10 trillion of the global debt. Because in 2008, when the first bank crashed, they bought up a lot of the bank when Bush was president. Mm-hmm. Then in 2012, and then again in 2023 here, uh, it was BlackRock that bailed out all these banks. And it's just made them more powerful. But for their money, what they're insisting is they're very anti-Christian. Yeah. And you guys may know this, but did you know BlackRock is the only financial institution, uh, American, if you will, that was has been allowed to trade evenly with China? Chi- they, they've embraced China years ago, uh, whereas everyone else had to go through exchange processes. They, they, were, they were granted a special process to go through the Bank of China. Well, you may know this, but 79% of all of our Congress from the last session were dual citizens of another country. Dianne Feinstein is a dual citizen with China. Hmm. Mitch McConnell's wife is from China, and her sister is the executive vice president for the Bank of China. And then you got the Pelosi's. If you just go look up the McConnell's, the Pelosi's, and the Feinstein's, their financial dealings with China, it makes Biden look like a cupcake. That's the problem. I think Biden's going to be the fall guy because <laughs> it's both, both sides. I think Biden will eventually go down, especially the FBI just capitulated today and offered over the uh, documentation. He's certainly good at falling. That's oh, what I was going to say, whether it's a bike, a stair, oh, or he, get, he gets uh, up. <laughs> He gives uh, that song "Free Falling" a whole new name, <laughs> a whole new image. Um, but uh, the the, the U.A. I think Biden will be the scapegoat for the politicians, if, if that's really is Biden. I mean, you've probably seen the the ears and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, by the way, are any of you guys Q people? Uh, so um, we've talked about. 
Yeah, we've talked about that in the past. And I, and I talked about how people get tripped up by Q. Um, I won't knock someone if they if they want to go in on, on Q. If that's how they want to want to go, that's the route they want to take. But I'll, I will tell you, be, uh, you gotta, you're going to have to exercise better discernment on that. And, and the reason people go in on Q so hard is because they start with this little grain of truth, just like any deceiver. Um, they start with this little grain of truth. And then so like this happens, therefore it's an old, uh, uh, saying because it, it's true. Like when you're reading a, when you're reading a storybook, uh, sometimes they'll jump, um, uh, a few years in the character's lives because they know that you've already believed this part. So you're going to believe the rest of it. And that's, what's happening with Q is that you, since you believe this part and you know, this part is actually true and you can go back and fact check, check it. It's hard to say, <laughs> go back and fact check it. Uh, then the rest of this must be true, right? Because they're, they're right on this part. Um, so no, I am not a, not a Q guy. I, I almost went down that rabbit hole until uh, I went back and, and really took a hard, good hard look at it and said, no, 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 this ain't for me. But to, to further your point on the, on the BlackRock thing, um, and I'm sure Louie will agree with me on this, uh, BlackRock's got that, they got that kind of power where they're essentially like the world's financial mob. Oh, yeah. I, well, here's my point. The Q thing yeah, the could second, possibly... Second oh, did I lose you? No, we're here. We're, oh uh, no, we're, we're here. I was I was I was finishing up a point, but uh, Cam was asking me a question, so I wanted to make sure that he we didn't lose uh, lose you or, or at all. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, but I was just gonna say um, they're they're like a they're like the, the the world's financial mob, and uh, it's just like yeah, you know about the mob, right, Lou? A little bit. So they go they go into the uh, the local the shop for hey, this is a real nice shop you got right here. It'd be a shame if we uh, smashed it up a little bit, huh? Why don't you pay us some protection money, right? And that's what they do with the banks and all these other financial institutions. That's why they've been allowed to, I believe, because they've done it with the, 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 the people in government as well. That's why they've been able to get that free pass on operating with China. You think that well, they, about sums it up? They did, they did that with Chick-fil-A. Um, they had these, they called sit-ins. The Antifa movement and the Black Lives Matter would go into stores and they would take hundreds of people and lay down in the floor and refuse to leave. Well, they know Christian customers didn't want to step on people, so they just left quietly. Well, that's what uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, Chick-fil-A capitulated, because they they were promising they were going to do sit-ins and lay-downs, is what they call them, in Chick-fil-A stores across the nation. And uh, what's sad is uh, when Rahm Emanuel tried to uh, call to boycott Chick-fil-A when he was the mayor of Chicago, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, in a liberal city, Chicago, it was wrapped around. The people of Chicago uh, supported Chick-fil-A. And then Mike Huckabee did the, um, did the Chick-fil-A day. And man, nationwide, we supported them. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand why Chick-fil-A capitulated and didn't say, hey, uh, they should have told us more about the bullying that they were being done. But, but they, they, they went ahead and, and cowered. And uh, I, I hate that. I love Chick-fil-A, but it's no longer a special restaurant to me. I used to go out of my way to sit in lines. I would buy the gift cards. Now it's just another, it's just another option of many. 
I love Chick-fil-A. I, I like going over there. <laughs> it, it is good food, but, man, I tell you what, if they did a lay-down or, or a sit-in where I'm going to get my sandwich, I'm not going to step on you, but I'm going to step around you. You're, going, you're, you're oh. in my way, bro. I'm, I'm, you're not going to get between this fat man and his meal. I'll tell you that right now. That's my hungry, point. If, they, if I better if move it. Known that, I'd be going down to Chick-fil-A and stepping between them, saying, hey, excuse me, not being mean, saying God loves you, but I'm getting me some chicken stuff, and uh, – you guys sit there all you want, and I'll drop a fry or two. That makes you feel good. That's right. Us, you know, I'm, I'm getting some food. I hear that. <laughs> You're making Cam lose it in the producer's desk right now. Uh, but, you know, you talked about um, people being coward, cowardly. And uh, speaking of, of cowardly, uh, I'd say that's where the, the, the president is at right now. Uh, can we all agree on that? President, sure. president's pretty cowardly. And... Uh, and that leads us into our second article of the night. It comes from the Daily Wire. Um, Indiana Attorney General leads 18-state lawsuit challenging Biden's borders policies. Finally, somebody's stepping up and, uh, and, and seeing the, the error of their ways. Um, Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakita is good, leading. Good dude, I've met him. Pretty good dude. Yeah, very Pretty nice guy. Dude. Strong handshake, by the way. Um, is leading an 18-state lawsuit against the Biden administration over its uh, handling of the border crisis. The lawsuit specifically focuses on a new policy called the Circumvention of Lawful Pathways. That's a pretty fancy uh, title there. Look at that. Those kind of words coming from Indiana. I'm proud of you guys. Not only that, but coming from the Republican side of things. Right? Yeah. Um, Because we're usually terrible with titles for things. Uh, (laughs) uh, Which the Department of Homeland Security says intends to expand safe and orderly pathways for migrants to lawfully enter the United States. The rule was put in place following the expiration of Title 42 in early May and led to a massive influx at the southern border that uh, the Biden administration has struggled to contain, uh, to say the least. Uh, The lawsuit argues... The, uh, that the policy, which is also referred to as the circumvention rule, does not attempt to resolve the border issue, but rather, quote, tries to define the problem away by recharacterizing what would be illegal crossings as lawful pathways. Um, it also claims that the circumvention rule is a half measure and a smokescreen that is riddled with exceptions before going to charge that uh, uh, to charge that it is part of the Biden administration's border effort to obfuscate. That's a new word for me. Uh, the truth, uh, the true situation at the uh, Southwest border, the lawsuit uh, specifically charges uh, that purpose of circumvention rule is to encourage an increasing number of migrants to use the CBP one app uh, to make bogus asylum claims, all while avoiding the bad optics of, of crowds of illegal aliens lining up along the border. Don't leave me hanging, guys. What we got? What we got? Well, look, I'll tell you what I found here. Um, did you know there's 18 now attorney generals from 18 different states fighting back against Biden's rule involving the crisis at the border? And um, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey's office has joined the 18-state coalition in filing suit that takes aim at the Biden administration to propose um, uh, changes at the border. Uh, this was uh, June 2nd of 2023. So uh, there may have been more. Um, I don't know. I, I just it's been a few days. But that, that's 18 states that have uh, attorney generals 
battling. And I guess, you know, Florida sent 800 National Guard to Texas um, to help battle the border. And that's what's going to happen because governors actually control their their um, their National Guards. Yeah, te- Texas. Yeah, Texas has their own. Yeah. And Texas actually has a special trained border unit. And I don't know if you watched the interview with that guy, the, co- the current the commander, but he's calling it an invasion. He says this is an intentional invasion of our country. But look what the look what the GOP did. They went after Paxton. And here, here's the thing that pisses me off of the GOP. Look how fast they moved on Paxton. Okay? And what, what Paxton was doing was he was going against he he they a year ago Texas create said that uh, the 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 transition sex surgeries you know cutting off kids uh, genitalia's was illegal, and he found child abuse laws to back up those rulings. Well, he starts going after them, and he made fun of the uh, Texas guy you know was drunk on the floor, and and he should have. Well, they came after Paxton, and look at all this bullcrap. He's, a, he's been elected three times, three terms as attorney general by the people of Texas, and they just impeached him. Mike, see if you guys, now, as much as happening at the border, as much as happening with banking and all these other things that they look like they're in quicksand and slow motion, look how they took care of one of their own, a strong conservative champion. They got on Paxton like white on rice and within weeks impeached him. Does that does that tell you guys how slow they're? I think intentionally, they could fix the border tomorrow, but they don't want to. The GOP's at fault. This isn't just a Biden issue. Well, on the border right now, who's really running it? It's the cartels. They're really Bingo. running the borders, and um, they are robbing these people. They killing these people, they're raping the women, doing whatever they want. And then what happened to all those kids that came down here and all of a sudden disappeared? What happened to them? Where sex, did they sex go? trafficking, yeah. Likely, you know? likely sex trafficking, because they can't find them, right? You had something else? 85,000 kids are missing, and yes. that was a whistleblower. 85,000 kids are missing under the Biden administration that have crossed into our country. And then you may have heard McDonald's got fined. Um, over 609 children under age were caught working at McDonald's throughout the South. Uh, this uh, These guys, they own 69 McDonald's stores. 600 and some children under age were working things like deep fryers, which is illegal. And the kids weren't getting paid anything. Okay? So what's that tell you? Uh, this, McDonald's this is, this food is, should be cheaper. <laughs> what my point is is, uh, yeah. is this isn't just Biden. Uh, this is this is that both parties are in favor of this crap, man. Because it, as fast as they moved on Paxton, because he pissed off some people, you know, in the upper echelon by calling them out for you know no different things. Look how slow they're moving. They could move faster, man. They could get stuff done. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I I think I think the GOP and the DNC. I think it's a uniparty in, in a lot of ways. And the few independent stars like Bobart, I like Bobart from Colorado. Yeah, we do uh, too. Matt Gates. There's a few shining, Louis Gomer. Uh, there's a few shining stars, but 
They just kind of get lost. Look at McCarthy and the budget deal he just did. You know? Yeah. And then him and Schumer are calling the, the Prime Minister of India to come speak. Okay? Fix the border. Look at all the things that they're throwing out at us. They're, they just don't want to, they don't want to fix it. They could. Yeah, well, yeah. Trump, Trump campaigned on border security. You had something there, Alan? The rule of politics is you never fix something you can run on. Okay, that is the, the rule, right? You push, a, you push some beans one way, not all the way. You push some beans back the other way, not all the way. Never fix a problem that you can run on. And that's why you never see things get fixed. And if it is, it's only fixed 75% of the way. Because then the next person who steps in can fix it in the opposite direction. That's a good point. Yeah. And I agree with that when he, when he was talking, when Mason was talking about the, the uniparty. And I think that's why we need more people running on these uh, independent tickets, these libertarian tickets, these people that, uh, that aren't subscribing to a specific party necessarily. Maybe they're just, they're, they're running on policies alone. And uh, I know that it's going to be hard to shine a light on those individuals, but they are out there. There are people that are willing to step up and, Maybe Alan, you gonna wear a cape? Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe. One day, yeah. I mean, you, you're at the age you could run. Oh, don't uh, say that. <laughs> it's it's hey, announced hey, right hey, here, folks. Now. I'm going home. <laughs> hey, Alan, I got a question for Alan. Yes. Let me throw a name at you. The I think if this person ran as a libertarian presidential candidate, this could this could shock the world. Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, yeah, I could I could see it. I don't. Um, I, I mean, I definitely could see it. And unfortunately, you know, I'm just, I have to say I'm a downtrodden pessimist when it comes to libertarian becoming president. I want us to win some, uh, you know, some governor slots first and see what we can do from there. But yeah, I mean, Tulsi could definitely, uh, turn some heads. Well, Jesse Ventura, look what he did. Uh, what is Minnesota, right? Yeah. yeah in Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he, he gave us all an idea of what an independent kind of go against the grain politician could do. And, uh, you know, him and Trump are cut from the same mold, uh, loud, you know, don't tell me what to do mentality, but it's hard. And then look what they did to Carrie Lake. Yeah. Right. I mean, Arizona, what a steal. I mean, that's, that to me is, is even more, uh, more obvious than the 2020 election was almost. I mean, fair and safe, fair and safe. We gotta, we gotta make sure that we you always know, fair and yeah, safe. It's always fa yeah, fair and safe. We have to make sure that we, you know, these, the, all these elections in modern day, if they're, if they're uh, electronic, then they're, they're, they're definitely, they're fair and safe. I just hear Ian. I hear Ian Crossland right now. Open source software, <laughs> open, open the software for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's over on uh, Timcast. I don't know if you've ever seen that show or not, uh, Mesa, but uh, oh yeah, uh, I like Timcast. Yeah, 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 good, good moderate guys over there, and uh, I may lean to the right of them sometimes, but uh, I think they're really good guys. And maybe one of these days they'll they'll cross pollinate with all of us. Um, but uh, there, there's some some things that are happening uh, with uh, with a, with a man named uh, Hunter right now, and I didn't know how to really like you know, transition that, but, uh, it's okay. our, our third and final article of the night comes from red state. And, uh, it, it says Hunter Biden's defense against possible gun charge will have you rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing. I think maybe, um, so sometimes a story comes across the, <laughs> you're welcome, Alan. Uh, that's so, uh, so unbelievable that I have to double check the link to make sure it's not a parody site. Um, you know, parody is becoming reality now. 
So I was, I was message actually I messaged Alan the other day. I said we can't even make it up anymore. We no, can't even we, we can't, can't even make jokes anymore because it's reality. Well, I was thinking when you said it may have you rolling on the floor. You know, if you see Hunter rolling on the floor, either he's just done the crack or he's trying to find the crack that he dropped, <laughs> or the Parmesan cheese. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Parmesan cheese. <laughs> um, but that that happened on thir- uh, so he, uh, this happened on Thursday morning when uh, a new report dropped uh, uh, detailing how Hunter Biden will defend uh, himself against a possible gun sh- uh, charge brought to him by the DOJ, Department of Justice, for those uh, who don't know that acronym. Uh, Hunter Biden is facing uh, multiple charges related to alleged tax fraud and, and lying on a gun purchase form. A-, a charging decision is expected to occur soon through the, the Department of Justice. has um, That Department of Justice has continued to slow walk the final decision for reasons that some suspect are political, now, the president's uh, troubled son swore under penalty uh, of uh, prosecution on the aforementioned form that he was not using drugs at the time of the gun purchase. <laughs> this is his case. That has been proven false, both by information from Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, the laptop from hell. I don't know if you remember the laptop from hell, folks. Um, but also, uh, it, it shows him using drugs during that period of time via admission by his own father. I'm just literally like, could you imagine they're looking him right in the face going, we've cross-referenced all this material. Like (laughs) here's this picture. Here's the camera of you walking in to buy it with a joint in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You here's the powder from where you did the line next to the pen. Yeah. I didn't do that. That's not me. That's uh, that's the clone of me <laughs> right Lou yeah this is uh, I'm telling you the Democrats are really getting st- dumb yeah because um good safe they're looking they're looking for a loophole and they finally think they found one by using the NRA for Biden to get away they're always looking for some loophole to Get get that boy out of trouble. Yeah, well, you know, with all that said, Lou, uh, they said uh, you may want to sit down for what Hunter Biden's defense will be because it will have you laughing out loud. According to Politico, if faced with a gun charge, Hunter Biden's defense team is going to argue that banning drug users from buying guns is unconstitutional under the Second Amendment. That's funny. Isn't it? <laughs> I cannot I, wait to get drunk and go drive a heavy vehicle. <laughs> I can see all the Four drug trucks dealers. after I'm, dr- I'm high. <laughs> I can see all the drug dealers doing crack and showing their gun at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to love that Politico, a far left news outlet, is suddenly like, yeah, these conservatives might have a point about the Second Amendment. The moment it, it could benefit a member of the corrupt Biden family. Still, one can't help but notice the irony here. Joe Biden is currently uh, in a push to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Both moves are clearly unconstitutional. But now his son is going to argue that keeping uh, drug-addled degenerates from buying guns violates the Second Amendment. How does that circle get squared? Uh, Of course, that assumes Joe Biden is ever asked about the contradiction, and he probably won't be. What what do you say, Maisel? Well, I think you go back to the Anthony Weiner laptop. I mean, all the the uh, pretty much all the police officers that saw it uh, committed supposed suicide. Um, I don't think we're you know look what they they've done to all those that um, have been truth tellers from Snowden um, to the WikiLeaks guy. 
um, uh, look at the um, the software the software guy. Um, his name escapes me right now. Well, suppose WikiLeaks is uh, Assange. Yeah, yeah, Assange, and then um, the McAfee. You oh know? yeah, McAfee. His yeah, his building was and, just mysteriously it, just collapsed into the ground. Yeah, yeah. If you watch his Dead Man Switch videos. I mean, he had the on his on his on his shoulder that tattoo. I won't I won't whack myself. Yeah, and uh, he didn't reinforce his firewall. <laughs> but, but but you look at from from McAfee's Dead Man Switch drops the the WikiLeaks the Snowdens to Anthony Weiner's laptop and now to Hunter Biden's. I think we we can safely say uh, the the and look Epstein's list. I mean, it's more protected than the nuclear codes. Oh, yeah. Uh, there there is obviously an underworld of, of filthy, nasty scumbags. They protect each other. You got something there, Lou? You, I, you, I seen you raise your hand, so I was just making sure that I get, get you a chance to. No, I just, what I want to say is that um, if Biden gets away with this by using the NRA, do that mean that every crackhead now it's going to be carrying guns, and they don't have to work hard for their crack. They just come up to you with a gun and just take your money. Yeah, they can have one, but we can't. Yeah, especially in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something else there, Mesa? I, I thought I maybe heard you. Oh, no, I just, oh. I agree. I agree with, uh, with Louis there. This, it's ridiculous um, because it's rules for thee and not for me. We've got two-tier justice system. Uh, Hillary Clinton has faced really no condemnation. They her 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 lawyer <coughs> Sussman admitted under federal uh, uh, court about the uh, the dossier being you know paid for and dreamed up by by Hillary. Yeah. Well, then the Durham report came out and completely excoriated them. Which, if you go back and look at the Horowitz report from the Inspector General and Mueller, um, all those things pretty much. But have they really apologized to Trump? No. No, they're not they going. They're not going to. Him. They're not going to. And and it's like uh, you know, Trump was saying it all along. He was like Russia, Russia, Russia. They got this hoax going on for me, and uh, I'm telling you right now, I didn't do it. Uh, but they they did they did get this dossier bought and paid for, and and I and I be, I believed him from the from jump because he it was just too sincere, like. Um, you know, I, I mean, I always agree with Donald Trump, but I, I, I uh, do uh, hope that he, personally, I hope that he is uh, the candidate that we that we have coming up next. Because I, th- I think he's the one that's going to take all the slings and arrows. But uh, uh, coming up in this next election, but uh, that that happened to him more than once. They know that he's working hard for the the people, and maybe he's getting it wrong here and there. Like we said, you know, talk about the Abraham Accords, but. Um, he, but he gets, he gets bad advice is my problem. Jared yeah. Kushner, his son-in-law, he, he also, Jared Kushner's the one that got Steve Bannon fired. And Mike Pence is the one that got uh, Gen, uh, uh, General Flynn fired. Well, who do we listen to now as conservatives? Steve Bannon and General Flynn. If Trump uh, could go back, I guarantee you, he would have kept those two in his cabinet. Well, but he did has, you he know, potentially has another he, shot at it. <laughs> did, did, did you know who Trump's first pick for VP was? I don't. It wasn't Mike Pence. It was General Flynn. That would have been a really great pick. And at the GOP convention, 
Do you remember Kasich would not come to the convention? It was in Ohio, and he refused to come do the opening welcome as the as the host governor. Uh, I um, I did I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Uh, well, the plan was this: in the GOP rules, if you can't get consensus on the first two rounds, then you can make nominations from the floor, and you can nominate someone for president to represent the GOP that never went through the primaries. And you can go pull this up. There's, there's an email line, and there's actually posters for Mike Pence for president and Paul Ryan as his vice president. Ooh, that would have been terrible. And that what they did was they pressured turn. Trump to make Mike Pence his vice president. They needed a rhino inside his cabinet that would be a traitor. And the first thing that Mike Pence did, he helped set up General Flynn who was Trump's first pick as VP and someone he trusted because Flynn came from the NSA. He knows where all the bodies are buried. Savvy? Mm, yeah. So what happened? They got Flynn out early, and then they got Steve Bannon out. Think about that. And they got Manafort out. The, the people that were really helping Trump win, they, they got them out, and then he was stuck with, like, Jeff Sessions, who was a wuss. You know, and then they brought in Barr, <laughs> who was a traitor. I mean, uh, Trump's. He, I mean, he's he's a great guy, but he's not Jesus. No, definitely not. Uh, and, and and that's my point. He he got he got betrayed, man. And then Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House, and what a turncoat he turned out to be. Certainly, he, but uh, I I could, I could get jacked up on Paul Ryan. I don't like yeah. that guy. Well, and I agree. But I, I think uh, if anybody's showing the strongest uh, chance of of winning this, this 2024 election. I mean, right now, anyway, I mean, it's still early, you know, there could be uh, someone out there that, you know, like Vivek might just show up one day and, and, and be somebody that uh, everybody gets behind. I have no idea. Um, but right now I think Trump looks like the strongest candidate for, for the Republican party. And, uh, but he, but he's, he's seen so many attacks just for trying to implement policies, but he, we had a dollar 87 gas under the guy, you know, we had policies that, seemingly worked and there was a lot of winning happening for our country. Again, people were starting to find pride in their country. Like the, the, and not like a, the, you know, um, we had $1 gas under June. Bush and everybody still hates him. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, the Bush just turned out to be uh pretty deceitful though. Yeah. Hey, dollar, <laughs> dollar gas under W I'm just saying, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you under W that no child left behind. What deception that was getting all the school systems on one government control that, that that led into all these problems we're having now with literature and, uh, and, and hiding things from parents that was all brought in by the bushes with that. No child left behind bull crap. No doubt. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, um, Mesa has been good chatting with you, man. Uh, but we're, we're getting down to like, I think we're in the, our last few seconds here. So if you wouldn't mind, um, uh, uh, giving us a, a, a closing prayer and then uh, we'll do some outros and, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get the heck out of Dodge on this show. Hey, I want to thank you guys. And I just want to remind your listeners, the Maisel Duncan radio show, three to 6 PM Monday through Friday. You can find us on Nuga radio network. You can say Alexa, find Nuga radio and they know how to find us. Or you can use your Siri, Siri, find Nuga radio and uh, whatever's playing at the time. Or if you just go to nugaradio.com, there's a blue button. You push it, and uh, my show is 3 to 6 p.m. It's replayed 9 to 12, uh, uh, 9 p.m. to 12 midnight. 
And then again in the morning, 3 to 6 a.m., and uh, we've got several sites, the Patriot Pastor page on True Social and on Facebook, and uh, the Maysville Duncan page and the Maysville Pastor page. Uh, a shameless plug there. Uh, can I pray for you guys? Could I first bring up that um, I am honored to hear you and hear you speak, and it was, a, it was an honor to hear everything you had to say, and thank you for getting on the Thanks, show. Man with us hey thanks guys hey we're, we're in this together man uh we're in the, we're in the foxhole man it, it, it's a, it's a point where you got to drop the denominational labels and some of the other things and just say hey i got my brother on my right my brother on my left and we it's it's uh it's digging the heels and fight time where this nation is gone you're gonna fight like hell <laughs> yeah yeah because we're fighting hell itself i mean you can smell the breath of the devil but uh, let me close this out all yeah. right. Heavenly Father, I pray for Joshua. I pray for Louie. I pray for Alan and uh, and Super Cam that's in behind the camera there, Lord. He's he's been patient all night all night. Bless their families, bless their their, their uh, extended families, uh, keep them safe. Uh, there's trolls out there that love to troll us and be unkind. And Lord, let us continue. Just tell truth, inspire people, encourage people. And when we screw up and mess up, admit it and move on. And God, I hope and pray we'll think about these seven things. If we'll practice in Second Peter chapter 1, if we'll practice these things, God, we won't stumble as men and as a nation. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 That was the man that brought the message today, our special guest, the Patriot Pastor, Mesa Duncan. He's already done his, his shameless plug, so we don't, we don't have to do that again. Um, uh, and then across from me, uh, once again, you know him, you love him the host of The Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Hey, thanks for having me on. And Maisel, <laughs> man, awesome. You really killed it today. Well, really appreciate you. you, man. And uh, hey, appreciate Alan, you guys. Alan, yeah. have, me on, have me on your show, man. And, and I, I want to hear uh, the, the true Alan. You, they said you, you've become a beast on your show. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of let it fly. Um, and yeah, anybody want to go check out The Laughing Libertarian? I would appreciate it. Of course, all of us at Revolver Project. Blah, 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 that one. Revolver Broadcasting, we would appreciate you checking out all of our shows, but uh, I don't want to keep plugging. Oh, Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly, but, plug but, them all. But uh, while we're while we're talking about shows, uh, Louis got a show also. It's called Rodriguez Rants, and it's hosted by this man, Lo Louis Rodriguez. We Absolutely. love this man; he's fantastic. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me, and, and uh, I'm glad to be here. And, and man, uh, I, I think you brought the thunder today. Uh, I, I really enjoyed some of the comments you brought down today, and 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 you out there. Tell us what you thought about what Louie brought to the table today, because we want to hear, we want to show Louie some love. <laughs> uh, he's one of my favorite people in this world. And show, uh, show Maisel some love. Go over there and, and like his, uh, like his, uh, follow his Facebook page and, and uh, make sure that you're checking out his radio show. I'm a, I'm a fan. I know these guys are probably about to become fans too. I, Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I love Absolutely. going over and taking a listen and hopefully he'll let me call in uh, here in the future. And <laughs> oh, yeah, I've already got plans. I'm going to have you. Call in and be a part of the show. I don't do video like you guys, so my, mine's a call in. Uh, but I have folks on. And hey, by the way, we didn't get to talk on it real quick. Is the Brunson brothers? Um, I had him on my show uh, a couple of days ago. They're going uh, before the Supreme Court possibly again. So let's keep uh, the Brunson brothers in our prayers. Brunson brothers, I remember, I remember that Brunson brothers. I, mental note: Brunson brothers. Well, it's yeah, it's it's going to be on the internet forever here in, here in about. 
two hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to get down to the, the nitty gritty here, uh, I'm your host of the Faith, of Faith Family and Politics. Why are, why are we so bad at this today? I think it's because we had the week off. We're man. starstruck. Yeah, we're starstruck, we're starstruck by Mason. Mason. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I've been your host of Faith, Family, and Politics, Joshua Cummins, reminding you to stay in trouble. We'll see you next week. God bless you all.